everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a How I Got Here edition of the podcast with Josh Jones, who is the Director of Business Development at KHI Management. Now, you remember the KHI race team, Kevin Harvick Incorporated. KHI is still around, but now it's a management agency with a bunch of different athletes, like golfers, uh, a race car driver or two, uh, MMA fighters, even country singers. And Josh Jones is the man behind all that growth that KHI has been doing. For those of you who have been on Twitter for more than a few years, you may remember Josh as Mother Function on Twitter. He would go back and forth with Kevin Harvick uh, for a while there. They had billboards, they had all sorts of pranks, and people would follow along. Josh ended up taking a long break from Twitter for a while until recently when he posted a video tweet of Kevin Harvick signing some autographs of a young boy after winning the Vegas race. And so I don't know how much he'll be back on, but we refer to that in the interview. We also refer to all the jobs and various things that he has to do. Uh, And from where he started out, there's some pictures that go with this um, on the actual transcribed interview on jeffgluck.com. So if you want to see some of the pictures of Josh, uh, you can go check that out. But I will let Josh explain exactly what he does for KHI Management and how he got to where he is today. All right, everybody, I'm here with Josh Jones. Your primary job, is that fair to say your primary job, or are they all primary jobs? What, what, do, you, Every, what do you do? Everything's a primary job. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly around Kevin Harvick, between Kevin Harvick's personal racing stuff and, and life to KHI Management, the management company he founded a couple of years ago, to the Kevin Harvick Foundation. Um, but I would say KHI Management is about 70% of my job with all the different clients I have through that management company. So, But it keeps me on my toes, Jeff. Yeah, you are one of the busiest guys that I know. Uh, I always see you quite busy walking around. I don't think it's for show. I think you're like legit super busy. Nonstop. <laughs> but uh, you weren't always this busy probably, so I would like to – find out how you got to this point in your life. I, I, I know it's well-documented, at least people that used to follow you on Twitter before you went to your Twitter silence, I think because you were so busy and you couldn't devote the time, as far as I know. Um, you, used to, you you were once a kicker in college. So how do you go yep. from being a kicker in college to this crazy path to where you've gotten today? Where's, where do we even start? Uh, the internship. Okay. The, the internship that everybody knows what I did because I still get picked on it to this day and age. But I, uh, I had a great internship program uh, after college that I had to graduate. I had to do to graduate. And uh, I worked at a company called Keystone Marketing out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, who, who was one of the first sports marketing firms in NASCAR, I guess you want to call it. And uh, I worked for them, and I was an intern basically doing all the dirty work, everything you had to do from – uh, from press kits, what we used to call press kits, that you'd print all the papers, you'd put them in files, and you'd bring 50 little folders to the track. I used to have a lot of those folders. Yep, so I used <laughs> to do that. And then uh, I also had to do uh, work for the sponsors that were there too. So we had planters, we had Oreo, we had a lot of different ones, and I had to, as an intern, be the Oreo. Uh, you were and, the Oreo. And you were the man time, in the Oreo. Yep, and one time in uh, 2001, uh, when, I, when I was doing my internship, uh, I was the Oreo for my – boss today uh kevin harvick won the race and i was the oreo uh, he won a couple times but i was the oreo that year and uh 
and that photo was there. So it was it was some photos taken back in 01. Fast forward to 2018. I've come a long way <laughs> in 17 years. But honestly, I always tell people it's true when they say you start at the bottom to get to the top. Uh, I'm not totally to the top yet. There's, there's more. I want to I do a lot more stuff in my life. Uh, but right now I'm feeling very fortunate for what I've done. So, Josh, with that picture, like, was your head poking out of the Oreo? Nothing. You, so you, you were in an Oreo costume. So it's not you, – you say you that's you. Yeah, you can't okay, see me. You can't see – it's my arms. It, 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 yeah. it, I'll admit it. It is me. Uh, <laughs> Kevin has a photo from Victory Lane. Uh, but, yes, uh, that was me. And, and, and to this day, I still get cracked on about that. But I tell people, I'm like, hey, I've heard stories about other people. I mean – uh, Ryan Berry's wife has a funny story of what she used to do, our PR guy. I mean, there's a lot of stuff where you start, but I started out as an Oreo, and it was only part-time. I was an intern, and uh, it wasn't a job or anything. I just did it to help out because we didn't bring people to the track. So, but that's that's what I did. So how many years into your relationship with Kevin did you say, hey, um, by the way, I was actually uh, I was actually in Victory Lane with you? Uh, I kind of kept it silent for – I didn't start working for Kevin because I was with the agency. Then I didn't really start working for Kevin until the end of 05. Uh-huh. Uh, I was working for the agency for a couple years while I was playing arena football, uh, going back and forth between both of those positions. But uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin had a New Year's party, I want to say, in like 2006 or seven, at his house. And somehow it came up and – I don't know if it was my wife or if it was me or somebody slipped up and said that. And then from all from then on out, it's been, oh, yeah, Josh used to be the Oreo. But I was. I'll admit it. I was. But I was an intern. And if you were an intern in your lifetime, you understand you do anything you're told. Yeah. So let's, let's uh, back up for a second. So after the Oreo and after the internship, what was the next step? I mean, you don't just show up at Kevin Harvick's door someday and be like, hey, I'm going to be nope. guiding your life for the rest <laughs> of your career. Yep. No, no. And, and and I've had a lot of people along the way that have guided me. But I took a job full-time with Keystone Marketing um, after that 01 season. I worked there for from 2002 to 2004, midway through five, so about three and a half years, Roger Bear and his team, and worked on many different accounts from uh, uh, Stacker 2 back in the day to the Army account. Uh, which they had a big presence with Jonima checking them in the Army account, to all different stuff. We had uh, we had a golf program. We had a lot of different stuff. But I landed my feet as the PR guy for Reese's uh, in the end of 04, beginning of 05, basically through all the 05 Reese's races between GM Goodrich and Reese's. And after that was done, I was approached by Kevin and his team about coming over and joining the KHI team, Kevin Harvick Inc. at the time. Um, and Roger Bear, who was my, ultimately my boss at Keystone Marketing, was not going to let me turn it down. He wants to grow everybody up. People were coming through, so he was very nice and, and gave me the opportunity. And so about halfway through 05, I, I agreed to do it. And here we are 13 years later on that side of it that I'm still with Kevin. Wow. So, yeah. So it's been a, I started with a PR rep as a PR person, kind of went into the marketing side, still doing the PR. Then I went into doing just all of Kevin's stuff about – 2008, 2009, and, and then kind of rolled out to where we are today. So over the course of your re- of your career, how much has been like on-the-job training? Because it seems like you've done so much stuff. Like just sitting in a college classroom can't possibly prepare yeah. you for this. So it has to be a lot of experience that you've gained. Honestly, when I, when I joined in KHI, uh, Delana and Kevin and a gentleman named Fred, who's our company president, the three of them kind of took me under their wing. And kind of got me to where I am now. Uh, taught me the fundamentals, um, the sales. The the one thing that Dylan and Fred always said is the people skills. You got to have good people skills to survive in the sport. You got to know how to talk to sponsors. Got to know how to talk to drivers. Got to know how to talk to NASCAR and all that. So I think that's the 
I learned a lot from those three, not going to lie. Uh, didn't do it myself. Um, I'm still learning today. Uh, I, I actually have meetings with Kevin and Delaney and Fred about every week. And honestly, I learn something new every week. So I'm learning it as we go. Uh, we have a lot of clients. I have a lot of golfers that I represent now. Kevin and Delaney and Fred have given me the opportunity to branch out to other sports. Um, which has actually helped Kevin both on and off the track with sponsorship and with a lot of opportunities. So it's uh, I'm learning as we go. I mean, I'm, I'm still not, like I said earlier, I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm still growing. I want to get bigger. And uh, I want to make KHI Management, hopefully down the road, one of the biggest agencies out there, not just in NASCAR but in other sports. So when you're in territory that's not familiar to you, like, like say, golf or mm-hmm. MMA stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously – you know, you can't just show up and you know everybody. You, mm-hmm. you, it takes time to meet people. Even in NASCAR, yep. I'm, I've been in, around for long enough, and I'm still meeting people or don't know everybody. So how do you do that? Like, is it just a matter of going in there and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, and, and shaking hands and stuff? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally that, but it's also do a lot of research beforehand. Um, so, like, for instance, with the golfer that we have, I kind of, his name is Jason Gore, been with him for a long time. A couple years ago, he took me to a golf tournament, introduced me to the right people. Uh, says, hey, this is this is my guy. Uh, if you need anything, this is who you call. And it's slowly but surely transferred, like on the golf side, how we became a pretty big name in golf. I mean, we're working on signing more golfers. We've got three right now on our way to hopefully four or five. But when sponsorships start landing on those guys' collars and shirts and sleeves, and you see Michelob Ultra and you see Easy Go and you see these big sponsors, it starts open doors saying, wait a minute, this, these sponsors weren't in the sport ever before. Where do these come from? And then uh, they just start asking questions, and then the phone starts ringing. Same way in the UFC. We had one UFC fighter that came to a NASCAR race, knew nothing about NASCAR, fell in love with it, but the thing he fell in love with the most was the sponsors that Kevin had on the race car. Budweiser, Jimmy John's, all these different stuff. And he was like, I need some of this NASCAR sponsorship. So we kind of worked our way with him, and he he had a manager company. When their contract was up, he called us. And his first fight, we put on major, major sponsors on his shorts for the UFC. And then all of a sudden the UFC champion Misha Tate was calling and all these people were calling and it was like, wow. So it's, it's literally not just NASCAR. Whatever sport you're in, sponsors drive everything. Wow. I mean, that's, that's basically how So that's how we've been fortunate enough. Now we've got motocross. We dabble our feet a little with some sponsorship with country music singers um, and then the NASCAR stuff and then the golf stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's impressive. But it's, it doesn't matter what sport we're in. Any independent sport, which is an individual athlete, football or NASCAR, Golf, UFC, motocross, they're all in it for the same thing. They want to be seen outside of whatever their sport is, and we're doing that by bringing sponsors to the table and help activating an outside the ropes or track or anything like that. So how do you earn people's trust and, and faith in you? Is it, is it by uh, you know just showing with their, your actions and, and the work? Uh, no, I'm not. The one thing that we learn is the one thing that I've learned through the time, uh, through the Harvicks and through anything like that, it's, it's open it up. So like when you go after new clients – Introduce them to your clients. Introduce them to your sponsors. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to say anything bad. I mean, you hopefully not, but but tell them what you're doing for them. So on the golf side, I just say, hey, contact our golfers, talk to them, and they get blown away. They're like, wow, these guys, these guys, are, these guys aren't just in it for the money because we're not just in it for the money. We want our sponsors in NASCAR and other sports to have other platforms to activate around. So when we can bring more cl- more different sports in, it makes it a diverse program for all our sponsors. So it, in some ways it works for, for both parties, it sounds like you're trying to do. So you're, you're obviously, you know, you're, you want your clients to benefit, but then the sponsors, you're trying to offer them different opportunities. It's, so it's, instead of just taking their money and say, hey, put it on here, 
you're trying to give them something in return, it sounds like. Correct. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, you look at Kevin's car, I mean, Jimmy John's does way more than just racing with us. They do motocross. They do a lot of different stuff. They do Brock Lesnar shorts in the UFC or now WWE, uh, Bush Beer, Anheuser-Busch Corporate. They're all their sister brands kind of come through us, and we do some golf stuff here. We do some motocross here, UFC stuff here, whatever it is. But my point is that's how we branch out. Same way with Morton Buildings, Hunt Brothers Pizza, Easy Go, which is Texture and Off-Road, which is Cessna selling airplanes in the garage. We try to open it up to a little different area, and it works. I mean, we're very fortunate, not to mention our driver is a wheelman behind it, but we also have Harrison Burton. Uh, who's, who's coming up through the ranks. And if you look at some of his sponsors, he's sponsored by Hunt Brothers Pizza. He's sponsored by Morton Buildings. He's sponsored by all these different things, Hunt Brothers Pizza, because we're showing that we're not just – at the end of the day, it's Kevin. We know that. But we need other sponsors and other athletes to see that it rolls around them too. We're not just one person. Mm-hmm. We open them up to everybody. So, uh, you know, a lot of times people might see you and they say, oh, my gosh, I, I, I want to be that guy. I want to be Josh Jones. I want to be the next Josh Jones. What, where should people even start? Um, you know, what, what do you recommend that they, you know, get for a first job, or what, what should they study? How how can they get to where you are? People call all the time looking for jobs, and, and it's hard to get a job in the sport right now, in the sport of NASCAR, because everything is coming to a size where it needs to be. The sport got huge really fast. We know that. And just like the, the stadiums and the racetracks, you see they're downsizing to the right number of whether it's 60,000, 80,000, whatever that number is, not 160,000. It's just like getting a job. We're narrowing it down to the good people. Everybody still has a job, you know what I mean? And, I, and, and you want the best there is for that position. If I, if I lost my job right now and I wanted to get a PR position, these PR people would kill me. I, I'm not a PR person anymore. I was 15 years ago the old way. The pit notes, the, the programs and stuff like that, that's how we did it. The press kits, it's totally different now. It's social media-based. If you don't know social media, you're not going to be a PR rep. That's basically – I mean, you got to learn it all, and it's a lot to digest. Um, so I tell people if you're going to do it, try to get an internship. NASCAR has a lot of internships here and there. Teams have internships because that's the way you can get in. I started as an intern and got hired. Didn't think I was ever going to get hired, and they offered me a job. And uh, and went from there. Never honestly thought I'd get hired by the Harvicks when they first talked to me, but they brought me in and they saw potential. And 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 like I said, I owe it to Kevin, Delana, and Fred to get to me where where I am today. And now I hope that I can continue growing and get bigger, and, and we can grow a bigger company for the Harvicks and get more clients and get more sponsors and get more employees and go from there. What's a key to once you have a job or once you have an opportunity in any industry? Like, what do you think has been a key for you in making sure that you don't lose that? Like. Like, Kevin gave me an opportunity, right? But he's given up other people opportunity probably uh, in his career, and they didn't deliver in the same way that you did. So what do you do or what is your attitude to make sure you come through and don't uh, let these people down, I guess? Um, that's, a, that's, a good things. That's, a good, that's a good thing. I always do. I always, in my email, I've got things that says, if you can't do big things, do little things in a great way. So what I like to do and I tell people is just – one, don't have enemies. You don't want to have enemies in the garage. You don't want to do all that stuff. You want to be nice to them, kill them with kindness. Everybody always says that. Face it. But what I like to tell people is look to the future. Don't look behind you because if you look if you look behind you, you're going to fall behind because everything is changing. So, like, like, I'm 40 years old. I'm not a – I'm on social media. I got off Twitter for a long time because me and Kevin – it used to be just me and Kevin four years ago. And we used to go at each other and have fun and have fun and have fun. And – the last couple of days, I've seen a lot of negative stuff from Kevin lately on the social media front. So I took it as, you know what, I still have a lot of followers out there on Twitter, and people are seeing this. Kevin's actually a really good guy, okay? 
what happened was what happened. I'm not going to get into all that. But what I'm saying is I wanted to post that to show people that two hours after qual- the race ended and he won the race, these kids were screaming his name for two hours. And he went over there, high-fived him, shook hands, took pictures. I didn't get to show the whole video, but the kid was jumping up and down for like five minutes and basically followed us all the way to the hauler until the security stopped him of, you're the greatest, Kevin. You're, like, like that's the stuff we need. It's all about the kids. So, like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, look forward. Fall behind these kids that are PR guys now, these kids that are – Work for these other management companies. They're young. They're going to be. They're going to be a lot smarter than I am in ten years from now because they're going to all these seminars or seeing social media. I didn't know what Snapchat was two years ago or a year ago. Everybody's like, "Oh, Snapchat." I was like, oh, "I have no clue." Now I have a basically a teenage son that'll be twelve here coming up. He does it. I was like, "Well, I better get on this because I'm going to miss the boat. I could follow the drivers, see Kevin, see my fighters." So these kids that are coming through the ranks right now, they need to either get an internship, start at a local level. Go work for the NBA basketball team, a local hockey team, minor league hockey team. Get that sports that sports kind of job behind you before you start getting it. Because a lot of people, I get resumes all the time, Jeff. People send me notes all the time. And when I look at their resume, it was, unfortunately, it was worked at Kohl's. Uh, I was a sales guy for AT&T, which is great. But I actually just hired a guy a while back. He was a, He was a sales guy for the Hornets. He already had that professional experience. He knew what it was like, so we hired him. And the other people look like they had great resumes, but it's all about the experience. And it's hard to get in. I mean, it is hard to get in the sport. I know a guy, mutual friend of my family, kid's 27 years old now, been trying to get in for like four years. I've been trying to help him, but he's got no experience. Mm. But now he's finally doing an internship with a local racetrack in North Carolina, but that's his in. Do a local internship, meet people, meet people, move on up as much as you can. So it's tough. Do you think it's still possible to break into this industry? I mean, if you want it bad enough, like I think the in, I think the industry right now is kind of leveled off. I think we're in a good level off period. I mean, the TV numbers have been about the same for the last year, which means it's basically leveling off, up or down a little here or there, which is good. That's what we need to do. We can only grow. I mean, they're making a lot of changes. Everything's starting to go in the right direction. I think it will get back to where we can get more jobs and more PR people and marketing people. But right now. Right now, you have to have experience. Every place I've checked. I mean, I've called race teams for buddies of mine looking for jobs, and it's like, hey, has he been in the sport before? And I'm like, no, he hasn't. Eh, man, we're trying to find someone that knows the garage. It's so funny, the word know the garage. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. He's got another garage. He's got another garage. Because it's tough. Unless unless you're an intern or you're very, very new is the word, like a newbie, it's hard to get in. Yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I mean, I think a lot of people are... You know, your whole career path has been super interesting, so I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Started from the bottom. That's all it is. To get to where you're at, you got to start at the bottom, and everybody everybody needs to do an intern in some way, shape, or form to learn what it's like. So thank you, Jeff, for the time. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Really appreciate Josh doing that. I uh, wasn't sure he would agree to do it, but um, he was nominated by Heather DeBow. Uh, because she had heard his story recently and and said, you know, you really should make sure that you talk to Josh Jones because he has quite an interesting story. And I think the Oreo stuff is definitely fascinating. Um, It's crazy how people in this industry start out. So um, I'm glad that you guys are getting to hear some of those stories this year. And, you know, it's it's just it shows you anybody can make it from from anywhere. You just have to start small at times. So the next podcast you're going to hear is from Fontana from Auto Club Speedway. After the race on Sunday night, I will try to find a media member there and talk to them about what just happened in the race. So don't go to bed Sunday night without hearing it. No, you can, but maybe listen to it uh, Monday morning for work. It'll be posted sometime Sunday after the race. And then next Tuesday, 
The 12 Questions interview is going to be with Kyle Larson. So that'll be a fun one. And look forward to hear how he answers the 12 questions. As I mentioned on the previous podcast, all caught up with the patron shout-outs for now. So appreciate those of you who are patrons. I also want to mention, if you're not really interested in becoming a patron, uh, you know, really don't want to devote anything to that, but um, you still want to help the podcast or the website out in some way, you can actually do it for free yourself by going to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon the next time you start your Amazon shopping. It's of no cost to you. It just takes you to the Amazon homepage, but there's it embeds a link in there, and then I get a commission for the site and the podcast, and from that's just from your regular Amazon purchase. So if you go to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon, the next time you start to shop there, I would appreciate that as well. Hope you guys all enjoyed this week's podcast, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.